welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey everyone, welcome to your favorite movie podcast where a couple breaks down thematic Mo- breaks down horror movies thematically by month and an attempt is made on my life. My name is Cindy. <laughs> and, and I'm Josh and I'm watching you stumble over that intro. Every single time. You've hit it a couple times pretty eh, uh, head on. Eh, not, it's been a minute. Uh, this month in June, we're doing Like Father, Like Son. We wrapped like up. We wrapped up May uh, with David Cronenberg's, right? It was the first. The first week of June right. was The Fly. Right. And then Antiviral was Brandon Cronenberg. Okay. So That's how it kind of flowed into and each other. And then today... What are we, we're moving away from the Cronenbergs to who? Today is a celebration of all things... Well, start of a two-week celebration of all things Bava. Bava. Mario Bava? Mm-hmm. Okay. I know that name. That's about as far as I got. Which means everyone knows next week will be... Lamberto Baba. Okay. And you probably know what we're going to watch. I do not. Uh, but that does not, uh, that doesn't mean much. So you know next week is going to be all super fun. But so is this week. So we're doing Mario Baba, and there is a lot of Baba to choose from. And all we've right. done one Baba thus far. We did Black Sunday. Yes, we did. Uh, which is fun. Um, we're going to do something from his later period and something that's considered by some to be the first uh, Giallo film. But more on that. I don't know what that means. Okay. Uh, welcome to Baba, the Blood and Black Lace edition. Blood and Black Lace. Okay. Welcome. Um, I've got two dates for when this came out. Uh, we're going to go with the Italian date because it came out in Italy in '64. <laughs> okay. And it came out in Italy, or it came out in America in '65. All right. So let's talk about 1964. What was going on in the world, babe? Oh, it's wild. Um, so 1964, as a year is when the American Surgeon General announced that smoking may actually be hazardous to your health. What? 64. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe don't smoke. It's bad for you. Maybe maybe surgeons don't need to have a cigarette hanging out of their mouth but as they're... <laughs> Where's they're working? Agree to disagree. <laughs> Work on my chest wound with a cigarette in your mouth with a Winston. Just ash. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to set it down. Uh, Hello Dolly opened. Okay. Uh, Meet the Beatles was released. Lyndon Johnson announced his war on poverty from right here in Appalachia in Inez, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Had to write a paper on that. Um, it was good in theory. The The Beatles arrived in America, and they played the Ed Sullivan show. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that was so late into the... Damn well, it's not late, that but... shit. Crazy. Okay. Uh, Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, won the uh, world title mm-hmm. from Sonny Liston. Nelson Mandela was sentenced to life in prison. <sighs> the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was passed. Mary Poppins debuted. Yay! And Martin Luther King won the Nobel Peace Prize. Okay, quite a year. 1964. Dang. People that were born that year. Okay, who we got? It's good. It's a good run of people. Okay. Uh, Nick Cage. Yay! Stop there. It's been a great run of people. Yep. Uh, but Bridget Fonda, Courtney Cox, Sandra Bullock, Keanu Reeves, and Guillermo del Toro. Cool. I didn't All... know Keanu Reeves and Guillermo del Toro are the same age. It's yeah, cool. One is aged way better than the other. Yeah. No, no disrespect. Just different. To my beloved Guillermo. Um, people that we lost that year, Harpo Marx. Oh, okay. And Alan Ladd. 
And I have to pause to share an Alan Ladd story with you. Everybody knows Alan Ladd because Alan Ladd was Betty White's husband. He was also Shane. Password. Oh, yeah. In the movie Shane. Shane. Yes. But I had to watch Shane in a class at Marshall when I I was getting my undergrad Mm -hmm. for film uh, appreciation. And the class was taught by Dr. Bob, who was an incredibly wonderful tiny gay old man (laughs) okay and there's a scene in shane if you've seen it where the little boy is like listeners know i haven't seen she's like shane the little boy's like shane blah 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 blah. and shane's like and you just stay here timmy or whatever his name is you just stay here and grow up to be strong and straight (laughs) and i just remember dr bob going i i let he's like i let shane down Oh, and it just made me laugh because it was like in a dark classroom, and all I hear is Doctor Bob go, "I let Shane down." Oh, that's that's hilarious. And then he though. just started laughing, and I was like, "You're adorable. I love you so much." Uh, so, Blood and Black Lace. Okay, uh, it is not rated. Oh, all it right. It was released in Italy on April tenth, nineteen sixty four. Okay. It is one hour and 28 minutes Love long. Love that. That's a movie after my own heart. Uh, like I said, it was co-written and directed by Mario Bava, who was born in 1914. Oh, wow. He was trained as a painter before becoming a cinematographer uh, and uh, worked in early films as a cinematographer in Italy. He became a director in 1956 when Ricardo Frida uh, left a film called I, Vampiri. Early in production, after an argument with the producers, uh, it's been widely rumored and probably true that that it was a plan that he was really good friends with Bava, and Bava he knew what he wanted to direct, so he took the film and then immediately got into a fight and got kicked off slash quit, so that Bava so could... Bava could take it over. Okay, as a solid for his bro. Hey, that's how you got to do it. Yeah, uh, but his big big break came in 1960 with Black Sunday. Yes. Which is really fucking good. That was from season two with us, I think. We didn't do Black Sunday. We I thought we've seen Black Sunday. Sorry, we did Black Sabbath. Oh, okay, never yeah. mind. When I said Black Sunday, I really meant Black Sabbath. My bad. Because um, it, it's the film that's got like, it's the anthology film. Got it. Black Sunday is about a witch. Okay. Uh, Sorry I interrupted. <clears throat> Continue. So over the course of his career, he made Viking films, Spaghetti Westerns, Action spy films, and he made one that was super fucking dope. Okay. Um, science fiction films, like Planet of the Vampires. But it's really the horror and giallo films that he's best known for. Uh, like I said, Black Sunday, Black Sabbath, Bay of Blood, Planet of the Vampires, Kill Baby Kill. And this film are kind of things he's really, really known for. Um, In the, yeah, okay. So there you go. Uh, it was co-written, and the story was by uh, Marcello Fondato. I love saying Italian names. Ita- Marcello Fondato. Marcello. I can't wait till we actually get to, like, do... I say that, like, I have to be on a certain schedule, and we can't do it until then, but... But... We really dive into Giallo full-time, because it will eventually happen. You're going to fucking love it. Okay. Um, but let's explain a little bit about what Giallo is. Okay. Because this do. film is sometimes credited as being the first giallo film. Um, I will say that the plural of giallo 
is Giallo. What is Giallo? So Giallo is... Is it a production company? No. Or? Giallo means yellow. All right. In Italian. And it's the term comes from the cheap paperback crime and mystery novels uh, that were being printed usually on yellow paper or they had yellow covers. Okay, because it was cheaper. Yeah. And it's basically a genre film uh, in Italy that was mystery horror thrillers. All right. Often are centered around detectives or people trying to solve who is murdering all these people. Okay. Uh, usually with a uh, killer who was masked or gloved or both. And usually you just see the, the like killer's the hands and okay. gloves kill someone. Okay. And then I you spend the whole movie trying to figure out who did it. Yeah. Um, no, those type of movies. Okay. Essentially how this worked was we did detective noir movies in the 40s yes and then noir November. we sent like in, in america in like the 30s and 40s oh yeah like we sent those to italy and italians started making them but instead of like it was like a guy smuggling jewels or whatever it was just a guy killing a bunch of women <laughs> and then we exported them back here okay and then america was like oh mm. and then the slasher trend comes kind out of, of these films okay like the what became like your Friday the Thirteenth and whatnot come out of the formula that's laid through these kind of like the blueprint from Giallo films. All right, if that makes sense. So this that's where this kind of fits in. Yeah. All right. It, it's kind of like the proto early slashers in a way, gotcha. but they're Italian and they're really fucking really stylish. They're insane, and some have had insane names. Like, Black Sabbath, Black Sunday, like all that seems insane to me, but I guess that's just me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the bird with the crystal plumage. How about how about that for a title? Ah, that kind of stuff. Okay, gotcha. Your vice is a locked room and only I have the key. How's that for a title? <laughs> are those the Italian titles or are those, those are the American okay. names that they gave them? Nice. The Jello titles are fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> Okay. Um, so there you go. This movie, I'm just going to give you two people that are in it. There's a fuckload of people in this movie. Just going to give you two. Uh, Cameron Mitchell. All right. Who's that? Who plays uh, Massimo Mariachi. He's in a movie called Action USA, which is goddamn incredible. <laughs> All right. It's this weird action movie made in the 80s in America by stuntmen. Oh, so we've talked about this before. Not great acting. Yeah. But the stunts are phenomenal out of control and the lead mm -hmm. the fbi agent lead is max dad from it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah yeah yeah. i remember i remember <laughs> talking about this now which is i really want to meet him because i have an action usa poster that came with my vinegar syndrome <laughs> and i just want to meet him to be like we sign this because this movie is insane okay like, it's fucking insane um he was in a movie called without warning he's best known that's in Max Dad. As no, no, this is Cameron Mitchell. Oh, okay. Uh, he was on the High Chaparral, the Western TV show in like the fifties. Okay. Which I'm sure, like my dad, yeah, loved the fucking High Chaparral. Uh, and he was a big time American stage actor who went to Italy as part of like a stage production, and then that's where he met and started doing like movies over there because he wasn't getting like the bigger roles okay. here. So he went over as part. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Because this is about the time like Eastwood would have been over there. Okay. Like Eastwood had got fired from like Universal. I think it was Universal. I don't know. They fired Burt Reynolds and Clint Eastwood the same day. <laughs> How do you fuck up that bad? Yeah. That you fire 
Burt Reynolds and Clint, and Clint on Eastwood on the same day. And they both went to Italy and made movies. Yeah. And they both become household names. Clint Eastwood got to play cowboys. Burt Reynolds had to play Indians. <laughs> Oh, They're like you're a so... half breed named no, Navajo don't. Joe. No, mm, we're not. We don't use. Oh, okay. I'm just saying he was titled a half breed. I understand. In the description. I understand. And his name is Navajo Joe, and the name of the movie is Navajo Joe. Wow, it's a wild ass trip. It sounds like it was. Uh, so that's your lead male, and then <laughs> Eva Bartok, who's Christiana Cuomo, um, is also in this movie. She. She was in a movie called The, the Crimson Pirate. She'd have a huge career. Other the than Crimson this. Pirate. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Wow. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Um, this movie is wild. It's beautiful what? to look at. All right. So this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an original poster of the movie, and I try to tell you what the movie will be about. It's pretty easy to tell from the poster. Blood and the Black Lace. They so kind of tell you what the movie's we've about. We've got a... It, a fashion house of glamorous models becomes a terror house of blood. Boom. There it is. Right. So I'm going to say. It's the abstract of the whole movie. Is yeah. On the fucking poster. Guaranteed the eight greatest shocks ever filmed. So I think it's going to be about that. It's going to be about um, girls who are in like a dormitory style apartment for like they're under contract for some something and they have a stalker serial killer who's coming through and just killing them all willy-nilly okay i take umbrage what you just said why is that because you just basically described every other giallo oh well i i'm just that good i guess So there you go you just described almost an entire genre but not this one there's a killer and then there's ladies that are congregated for whatever reason and (laughs) And are for some reason have to be naked okay (laughs) random (laughs) All um, right. This movie is very pretty to look at. I think you're going to enjoy it. I think this movie is your speed. Okay. It's very mystery. Okay. It's very, it's not, it's like 1964 gory. Yeah. So. I like the length. I like that already. You know I like that. Yeah. So, and then next week. This We're, week. This week's the bava for you. Right. Next, next week week's is for you. the bava for me. And that's Lamberti or? Lamberto. Lamberto. Lamberto bava. All right. Well, where can we watch this movie, my dear? Um, you're probably gonna have to run it, fellas. All righty. Uh, it was. It's on Fandor. If you got the Fandor app, I don't know if that's a thing that you got, but okay. it was on Shutter for a little bit, and they took it off. Boo. I know you can rent it for like, I think it's a dollar ninety nine on Amazon. Amazon. Okay, probably various platforms it, have so. it then. I wonder if it's on YouTube. No. So I went back and forth between this and Bay of Blood, because ah, Bay of Blood's. I don't know. It depends what mood I'm in. I like. I like one more than the other. I go back and forth. Okay. It's it's a movie called Bay of Blood. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, join us, won't you? Mind the doors. <laughs>
visto come l'assassino ha infierito su quella poveretta. Deve aver usato un ferro rovente. Si tratta certo di un pazzo. Odio maniaco sessuale spinto da furia omicida. Che uccide solo le belle donne. Certo. Forse è proprio la bellezza femminile che gli fa perdere la testa e lo spinge ad uccidere. Ma non hai paura a star sola. Isabella e Peggy abitavano con te. Isabella è stata uccisa e... e Peggy... E anche con questa prendeva la droga? Quel vizio lei ce l'ha. Ce l'ha scritto chiaro sulla faccia. Se vuole posso anche dirle dove si procura la droga. Maledetto assassino! Maledetto! Confessa, sei duro assassino! Ispettore, lo faccio visitare, è un impotente! No, no! Per questo odia le donne! Le ucciderebbe tutte perché non può averne nemmeno una! Blood and Black Lace, a movie about hot couture and bad ad-libbing. What did everyone think? Was everyone able to find it? <laughs> this one was on Shudder, wasn't it? No. This one we had to rent. Ra- I yeah, know we that we... It. Yeah. Uh, which is weird, because Shudder has like a fuckload of Bava films, but not this one. Hmm. I thought this was very colorful and beautiful. Um, definitely see how the Love Witch was inspired by these type of movies, for sure. Very Technicolor, yeah. 60s Dayglow colors. Dun, 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 dun. Well, didn't really have... But it, it was scary. It got a scream out of me, a good one, um, generally. <laughs> like, I wanted to be like, this was just whatever, but I for, like it got me. There was a jump scare that... Uh, for the oof. home audience, it's when... The body is The moved. body gets pulled behind the screen. So that it's standing held up. up. I was 100% prepared for, oh, the maskless man's going to be right there. Not the dead girl body. Not the dead girl body, exactly. (laughs) Oh, this movie. Um, Okay, let's just get the formalities out of the way. All right, what are the formalities, dear? Do you want to just give us the very, very general breakdown Um, of this movie, plot-wise? Kind of what I said. Um, A hot couture fashion house suffers a string models of a of a fashion house suffer 
strangulation, well, just are murdered in a series of bizarre ways. Uh, it, it's very, it's very intricate kind of plot in what ends up happening and who did it and why, which is what makes it really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of the general thing that models at this one fashion house keep dying, and the police are inept and stupid, <laughs> and very American, uh, very American. So IMDb has a masked shadowy killer brutally murders the models of a scandalous fashion house in Rome. I don't think they were scandalous, were they? Just because... I think it was just a scandalous... Where her husband had died. ...fashion house, because there was all kinds of backdoor dealings and everyone was into each other's shit. No, I think it was that her husband had died. She's not the same since since he was killed. Since she murdered him, we find out later. You do find that out Everyone in this movie is a dickbag with, like, (laughs) secret baggage that's designed to come out to... Make you think maybe that's they did the person. It. That's maybe the person. Their portrayal of someone having an epileptic seizure was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I think before we really get into talking about this movie, we need to address the fact because your mom watched this with us, and she, mm-hmm. she was like seventy-five. She's like, oh, this movie's very pretty, but boy, the acting is terrible. I didn't think it was all that bad. Um, okay. I've definitely seen worse. Here's the thing: definitely loved worse. Italian dubbing is Italian dubbing. Yeah, that, that, and that's what it is, honestly. Yeah. The voice actors, especially for the woman who, end, like, the, the head of the fashion house, the, her voice actress did not give a shit. She just read every line like this. This is when I read a line out loud. This is when I read aloud to myself. This is how I read a... Like, there was no inflection. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. It's not, like, the wildest... Um, Dubbing, that's always, mm. to me, whenever they w- used to dub in the 80s Australian movie. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, we want you to think this is happening in America. In America. It's like, buddy, I don't, America doesn't look like that. Everybody knows that. It doesn't look like Mad Max. Um, but anyway, this movie, like we talked about it, it started the Giallo movement. Right. Which has technically been the longest movement, movement in Italian cinema history. Dario Argento just released his newest one this week. And he's how old? <laughs> he's very old. He's very old. Dario okay. Argento is the person who took the Mario Bava leader of Italian horror stick. Mm-hmm. And some would argue that it's also Lucia Fulci. And I agree. I do like Fulci, but they're very different. Um, I know Cindy's like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, I got, about? I've got names? nothing. Dario Argento is the... It, for all intents and purposes, the successor of this type of filmmaking. Okay. Who honestly takes what Bava did in movies like and this. And builds on it. And makes it even cooler. Okay. Yeah, there's um, definitely an excellent structure here. The story was really interesting. There were a lot of things that more modern um, movies would have kind of zoomed in on and, and talked about differently but it was really it was very entertaining and interesting yeah it, it's basically like it follows y'all the giallo plot structure of pretty girl murder 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 <laughs> and in between you get like something usually hands this time right? we got a, a lot whole... of it's from the pov yeah the murder stuff's from the pov and 
the whole thing is a setup and there's usually like a twist we saw the whole face like the whole body but it was all like the old the shadow yeah it you know they, stocking face they do the like twist a, of it's two killers right just it's one true killer. And you weren't expecting that. They end up, they would have gotten away with it if they hadn't turned on each other. Because oh, literally, damn. they kill everyone in the movie that could have. They, they almost got away with it. Stopped them. Right. <laughs> and they almost got away with it. And then uh, they, they, yeah, they turned on each other. Yeah. The, and then That's the why cop, you and I work, kiddo. <laughs> we would never turn on we each other. We would never turn on each other. You mentioned the cop. That's a, also a staple. And the cops usually like good-natured and bumbling yes i was gonna say he's not like oh i'm an idiot it was just oh man went down the road like there's many different possibilities and the police kept taking the wrong one yeah it's such a giallo trope that by the time you get to argento's tenebrae there is a horror author a la stephen king who gets wrapped up in the plot and then the cop in that movie jokes that he reads all of these whodunit murder mysteries and can never figure out who killed them until the end of the book that's not good <laughs> like it's the cops yeah. are kind of inept in this right that's um, they yeah this is not a cops are that you know follow the find the bad yeah, guy cops thing. in a lot of yellow films exist to throw suspicion yeah, red on herring. the wrong person or accidentally kill a person oh and then they're like oh i guess Oops. they're dead Murder's gonna stop now. Okay. Don't. <laughs> so you know, like real cops. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hot but, take. <laughs> you come here for the politics. Admit it, <laughs> listeners. Um, yeah, you you really nailed it. This movie is essentially a fashion house, and someone in a. It, it reminds me of the look, and I would not be surprised if they stole it. From this movie, okay, um, the bag, the, the baddie, in the Dick Tracy movie, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, like the way Madonna looks when she's got that, that face. Thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe that's what I'm thinking. I know of. someone somewhere is like, that's a character from the Dick Tracy comics. No, I, I think that fuck. that's, I think that's kind of the when they started to move from radio to films, the bad guy always kind of had a stockinged face, not like how we would think of, like mm-hmm. with the mushed up but just you know that what we saw in this movie i think that was kind of the uniform of a baddie in those you know in all those kind of movies Mm -hmm. and And serials this masked person kills these models in really the one I, i hate to say pretty ways but it, with like these crazy like collars going on, this is the most magenta filled movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of magenta. Yes. Right. Like I kept expecting like an '80s Magneto to just pop up with like, yep. a flowing magenta robe. Like there's so much magenta in this movie. A lot of vibrant um, colors. Yeah. Also a very Italian film trope. Okay. <laughs> um, very pretty. Which carries on into films like uh, Only God Forgives, but. Nicholas Winding Ruffin, who did Drive, and Mandy. Oh, yeah, yeah. All very bright color. There's definitely some color scheme of Mandy in yes. these movies. Magenta again. Yeah. What, um, okay, so this is the daddy movie, right? Yeah. And then, so the one for next week, is it also kind of technicolor and crazy? No, it's crazy, but it's not technicolor. Okay, it's because Cronenberg's son's wild. movie was 
you there were just very much like, oh, this is a Cronenberg movie. It's, it's tweaked a little. It's an extension, yeah. Is that what we're going to be do- seeing no, with next week's? No. Okay, they're totally very, different. They're very different. They're both very good, but they're very different. But okay. let me ask you this question because I feel like you are the authority to answer this. All right, let's, 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 let's hear it. Is Blood and Black Lace a sexist film? Um, I don't think so. I mean, because you have the murderer ends up being a woman, you don't, you know, and she's, she kind of, you know, I don't think it's a sex, no, I think it's beautiful and it touches on, you know, that model ditzy kind of, the stereotype or trope, but I, I didn't think so. What is that? Is that a hot topic when um, we talk about Baba movies? No, that's something that's leveled at Jalo in general. Okay, that his movies are very sexist. No, just the the genre of Jalo is hmm. very like, it's a genre of killing women, <laughs> in very pretty ways, which a lot of people have a they they believe that the genre itself, like the basic tropes, are sexist. Well, and there definitely are Jalo films that are sexist. <laughs> Well, what I would say to that, though, is, I mean, that's almost that's almost like gatekeeping, almost because the truth is the majority of murders are usually, you know, not majority. I mean, the the statistics of men who kill women are so much higher. Yeah, you know what I mean. So if you're going to have a movie about people being killed the more reality of it would be a man killing women. Mm-hmm. It's not saying that women are weak. It's saying that the men are that fucked up. <laughs> You're yeah. seeing it from the wrong perspective, I think. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you in this case. And I, there, I definitely, there are Jalo films that. But not this one. I, I thought this one was. Um, I think that the complaint that people have regard to the genre is some of the films really feel like a celebration of, woman murder right a celebration like, of woman murder it's you have a whole genre okay. built around like how what new and interesting and pretty ways can we like m- dispatch a group of women and it's the same kind of tropes and the same criticism that gets thrown at like slasher films in the 80s well, yeah or hitchcock so right no because the giallo is a genre like the slasher, mm-hmm. when it's done well, it fucking rules. When it's done not well, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad in a lot of different fronts. Okay. And there are... A lot of bad ones? A fuckload of Giallo films. Which is why I was like, this is kind of like... A lot of people consider this the first. It's kind of the prototypical. Anyway. <laughs> that was fucking weird. Um, yeah, I just... I, I like a lot of Jello films. I like Argento. I like Bava films. I, like I don't think Bava this was, films. like, I get why people say this kind of the start of the slasher, and I, I see all those things. But there was a really interesting story with this as well, and it took a lot of twists and turns. It was a decent mystery on top of a slasher movie. Oh, it's because Jello combines our mutual interests. Of. Like, it's all of, it. they're all murder mysteries. Right. They're, they're just they're very a mystery graphic. at the center of a story, which is what you're into, and then it's just people getting murdered, which is apparently <laughs> what, what I'm into, which um, is why we have a four-year running podcast. 
What? I'm just saying, like, you so, take the mystery out of this movie, and it's and, yeah, it's you just Friday have a slasher. Yes, it's just women <laughs> kind of walking around Jason's, being killed for no reason. Jason's coming and he's murdering all these women. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it is what it is. So. Tell me more about this movie. Is there, you know, you said this is kind of the proto, the arc, the archetype yeah. kind of begins. Is there a lot of, a lot more like trivia and history to it? Well, the crazy thing is like Baba had made a ton of like higher budget movies. Okay. After he started like working as a director, he was doing things like Black Sabbath, Black Sunday. He was working in a studio. He was making like bigger movies. Mm-hmm. And then he lost that studio backing and then oh, he ended yeah. up making this which was shot mostly on locations yeah I, you can definitely see that um, there's not he, a whole lot of locations there was no one to really like, a lot of shadow work yeah there was no studio to be like maybe you should tone down the color <laughs> he was like i'll just do whatever the fuck i want like, and he did they couldn't afford a dolly so they just put the like for a lot of the shots where the camera's just gliding it's just in a wagon Oh, like it, it works the same wagon. thing. You, you don't need people, all the high tech stuff. Like I held a camera while they pushed me in a wheelchair. Like it works. If it works, it works. Yeah. But do what you can with what you've got. And it was a massive success off that. Like they, it's cost so little money because there aren't any special effects really. And then it, like you said, it's all kind of on location. You know, it's, it was, you just had to find the locations, get the actors, put them in it. A lot of the murders were like cutaways yeah, it's the like, actual. You didn't. There weren't a lot of effects. No, nope. like, there wasn't a lot of money tied up into this film. So there was the a lot of money slasher, to be made. You know, slasher films. You can make them for a um, million dollars when things were shot on film, and it would make a hundred million dollars occasionally. Yeah, it was a like, good investment. It. You could print fucking money with these things. And yeah, it, it starts here. And this is where it begins. And what and, was it, 1964? Something yeah. like that? And I think, it just I want to mention this. That's the Italian film M.O. Mm-hmm. Like something comes along and it does really well and they make a billion of them. Okay. Right? Like but that's going to be their history. Italian horror took over. Like the thing that was the rage right before this was Mario Bava made this film while Italians were making thousands of westerns. Of west, oh yeah, the, the spaghetti the westerns. The spaghetti right? westerns were super hot. Yeah, like all of these television actors from the fifties in America mm-hmm. were going to Italy because that's where the westerns were being made. We weren't making a lot of not in westerns. We weren't making a lot of movies in right. the sixties. Uh, Italy was. They didn't have TV. <laughs> So they, they had were like, the cinema. We still go to the movies. And so they had all this money because they had just toppled a fascist dictatorship. And they had <laughs> some cash to spend. And and we get Baba. <laughs> we get Baba. It, it's wild because he made westerns too. He made everything. But these were more successful. Like sword and sandal films. Uh, they made like a shitload of Hercules movies. Of course. They made a shitload of like Westerns. They made a shitload of... But these are of... what kind of he's known for. This is what he well, made his name with. Well, genre fans love horror and they embrace the horror. But Bava made science fiction films. Oh, wow. He made a film called Planet of the Vampires, which is kind of what Alien took a lot from. Okay. Um, it, Italian film is 
wild because it's just <laughs> it's a whole like it's very different from American. It's it's almost entirely reactive as an industry. Like you, okay. very little Italian film. I mean, there was like the big La Strada, La Dolce Vita, these like super art house films in right. the 60s. But like the bulk of the Italian film industry and what was making money Word. was totally reactive. Like Italians would just look around and go, oh, that movie was a big hit. Let's, Let's just, just do that. Do that. Yeah. Right. Their biggest kind of what their biggest Western <laughs> hit of all time. Kind of like know, what Hollywood's doing right now. A Fistful of Dollars, which was the first um, Sergio Leone, Clint Eastwood Western shot okay. over there. It was a almost at time shot for shot remake, like scene by scene remake. I won't say shot by shot of uh, Kir Kurosawa samurai film. Because like, like who would have seen it? it? Like, Stuart right. Lee saw it, and he was like, that was fucking good. We should just make that as a Western. And then they hired Clint, because Clint had just got fired off of Rawhide. Because Universal was like, <laughs> right. you're talentless? <laughs> no, you're ugly. Ugly. Yeah. And Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds was, was talentless. talentless. Yeah. We, I mentioned the, the Burt Reynolds all-timer Navajo Joe. Yes. Where he plays Ugh. a Native American. Yeah, we did. We have talked about that before. So are there anything else that we need to talk about when talking about this movie and prepping a setup for next week? Um, all I'll say is this movie starts a genre and really comes from years, years of learned craft, right? Like you can tell even with voice dubbing that sounds like people are doing lines like this. Right. You can't look away from the movie because it's so beautiful. It is very pretty. Right. I agree. Agree. His son comes along and is his assistant director for a long time. Actually, kind of shadow directs the last one or maybe two Bava films because his dad's like health is declining really bad. Okay. And then Lamberto Bava has a really nice working relationship with Argento, and he just makes fucking batshit crazy fun movies. Which are is very different than his dad. All <laughs> like right, he's meticulous. It's like if Alfred Hitchcock had a son, and that son made like fucking Repo Man. <laughs> uh. He made like punk rock movies. So what are we watching next week? Um, it's demons. Demons. Demoni. Demoni. Is it Italian demoni or just demons? It's it, the American title is Demons. Okay. And we're going to watch the... When is it? The what is it from? It's like 85, I think. Okay. It's fucking so much fun. All right. Well... It's all the fun. Until then. <laughs> I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. Blood and black lace. <laughs>